Hello, this is Brian Foster, and today we're talking about Spiritism live stream on August 1st, 2021. And we're going to cover chapters 7 and 8 of Evolution in Two Worlds. Now, this book has got the, really the nitty gritty of the, what it's like in the spirit world and how spirits help evolve, how they can control physical spirits. And today we're going to talk about the social life of discarnates, meaning spirits. Incarnates are us in flesh and discarnates are spirits and then marriage and divorce. So let's see what is awaiting us. So we start with chapter seven, the social life of discarnates. What is the social life of discarnates like? That means what's the social life of spirits? The, what he says is, on the spirit plane closest to the physical realm, almost two-thirds of discarnate human societies remain yoked to earthly interest in some way. Now, what do they mean by that? That's really interesting, and there's a lot more information about that statement in other books. And what they mean is, now, in the books by Reverend G. Bowen and, and the book that I have uh, written, not written, but well, yes, the book I've written, but it's really a lot of it's covered from uh, Jiva Owen, which is Heaven and Below, Book One of Spiritism, talking about the different levels of heaven. Now, the spirits there tell Jiva Owen there are 10 levels of heaven. Now, they said other people say there's different levels of heaven. Uh, so, this is just a numbering system. Some people say there's seven, you know, but there's multiple levels. And to go from one level to another, you need to to be more spiritually mature, you need to have more uh, knowledge and, and love. You have to be well-rounded and you go to schools, you go to colleges, but you don't graduate just because you finish the course. You graduate because you are ready to graduate. Now, let's get back to what he just said. He said, one third of the discarnate, two thirds, I'm sorry, two thirds of the discarnate human society remain yoked to earthly interest in some way. So. Read the next paragraph. When they exit the world where their past was woven, if they do not roam the infernal regions connected to it, they work fervently not only for their own advancement, but also for those who remain behind. Yes, so they're trying to help people. But what I wanted to add to this is that in the lower levels of heaven, and it's usually levels one, two, three, they're still tied to earth. They're still tied to their family. Uh, and even higher, it can be your family, but it's not like, as the higher you go in heaven, you know, whatever trials your family's going through, your past brother, sister, son, daughter, whatever, you know it's temporary and it's all planned for them. And it may seem tragic at the time, but they'll survive and they'll thrive and they'll get better. And also, in the lower levels, you're still tied and say, well, I, you know, if you're from France, you go, I, I love France and I want to make sure that the French nation's doing okay, or I'm, you know, a committed Buddhist and I, all I care about are other Buddhists. So all these things are still tied to something physical on earth. And as you go higher and higher, you learn that nations really don't matter. Uh, different religions don't matter. It all goes into what is the doctrine of spiritism. It all flows into that we're all souls who are trying to be educated 
But these people who are nearly arrived in heaven and are not that mature yet still are, you know, tied to the cultures and societies of earth, which is quite natural. But as you go higher, you can understand that earth is just this little tiny, uh, you know, one little planet in billions and billions and trillions of souls that are out there, everybody learning. In fact, there's a story where um, Chico Xavier uh, was uh, autographing books. And this woman gave him his book and he, he autographed it and she took it from him and, and she read it and goes, well, this isn't right. It doesn't say Chico, it says Cisco. Now, Cisco in Portuguese means like a, a grain of sand. It means something just, you know, so so small, it's unimportant. And she goes back to us, Chico, who was the great Brazilian medium, who wrote a lot of books like No Solar, which I recommend. Because Chico, what's you right? Cisco goes, oh, I just felt like Cisco. Goes, it's just, I know I'm just not not important. This universe is so big. We're just a tiny little speck. So even he knew that, you know, we're not that important. So if you're Earth-centric, you might want to get that out of your system. Okay, let me carry on. Of course, the souls that make up the percentage we are referring to, which is two-thirds, those who are still far from ideal improvements, strive to perfect themselves in a noble qualities that need further development and they seek an environment that is suitable for this endeavor convinced they will return to earth to solve the problems that darken or afflicken their souls they take on obscure tasks and when incarnates or discarnates when they come to the realization that they are victims of the vanity or pride that thrives within them they take on invaluable learning experiences for their intelligence once they see that they are still incapable of specialized endeavors of thought, notwithstanding the sentimental talents that they have accumulated. Nearly all these souls, however, obey the dictates of love or ideals that inspire their conscience. So they're they're good mature souls, they're good people. They they mean they, they mean well. And but they just they you know they're still tied to the to the culture and materialism somewhat, right? If you're completely tied to materialism, you don't get to heaven. But you're just kind of tied to what you just left they gather in veritable cities and towns of different styles much like the earthly neighborhood characteristics of metropolitan and rural areas where they undertake important projects related to education and progress for themselves and for the benefit of others and so they're here they're usually levels one through three as i said they're trying to help others there's there is most of these cities and towns and spiritual cities they're above earthly cities, so when people die, so there's a city called No Solar above um, Rio de Janeiro. And there's probably a, a spiritual city above Los Angeles, above London, above Paris, above, above Jerusalem, Peking, all those places. They are spiritual cities there where people will go after they pass over and they're done on the campus called Earth. They're done with their set of trials and hopefully they've done as well as they can, which means you've learned from the stimuli that's affected you. The purgatorial, keep reading, or infernal regions receive their assistance as much as possible, and under their sponsorship, an extensive work of assistance is organized in those areas. And of course, if you read the books by Andre Louise, and um, they talk about, and also I talk about this in in um, my second book uh, in the series, Spirits and Spirit Universe, what spirits do, how spirits mature. They will 
take missions that will then help individual people in the lower zone or the dark abyss, and they will they will help each discarnate, the ones who haven't made it to heaven, as much as they can. On the physical plane, per se, the family group follows kinship in which a connection is compulsory. But on the extra physical plane, the family group results from an affinity in which the connection is spontaneous. So there are a lot of, and that's what comes from the law of affinity. So you can think that, um, you know, if, you've, if we had many lives, then we said, well, how many parents have I had? How many grandchildren have I had? All, you know, it's like, yeah, I can field the whole set of, of football teams. Well, usually is what happens is, and it's not all the time, there's always exceptions, but family groups tend to incarnate together to support each other. So you may have had the same father and mother over multiple lives. You may have had the same brother or sister. Now, there's always going to be new people in and out. They, uh, families will volunteer to sponsor a primitive spirit, one that has, is very mature. And it's usually, you'll see that's the black sheet of the family. And, but that, hopefully that family will help that person mature. So, so therefore, you don't have that wide of different stuff, but you do have a wide area because there's always more people and you could always change who your parents are too. And maybe your past aunt and uncle will now be your parent, or maybe your past son or daughter will be one of your parents. Okay, I'll carry on. Consequently, in the spirit world, immediately next to the earthly plane, we have the realm of nations. These have their own communities, languages, experiences, and inclinations, including typical religious organizations in which missionaries of mental liberation work with compassion and discretion so that renewing ideas may expand without causing harm or shock. So religious names, so as an example, Chico said that he visited uh, the city above Jerusalem. And now, Spiritism and Chico said that Jesus Christ is the leader of our planet. He's the leader of other planets too, but he's the leader of the planet. He's the one that started the planet, has guided the evolution of the species of all animals of everything and including ourselves and have helped husband us and guiding us into our, uh, our, our spiritual maturity in life after life through pre-planned lives. But in Jerusalem, there's nothing about Jesus Christ because there's, they don't believe Jesus Christ uh, is, you know, was a real prophet. And they will find out when they rise in heaven, but they don't do, they don't post that on there. And you know, that's why a lot of times you'll see, um, you'll see mediums who go into heaven and they'll say, oh, this is how this worked. And you'll see another medium and they'll go into heaven and they go, oh, this is how this thing worked. And, and then you know, like, I know that, some mediums have been saying, yeah, I went to heaven and there was this big um, banquet and people ate. And yet you'll hear me say that as you go in heaven, you don't need to eat. People don't need to eat. Well, it all depends on the level and where you're at. In the very low levels of heaven, people will still eat and enjoy themselves by eating as one of their pleasures. You're still tied to that pleasure. As you go higher and higher, you know you don't need to. Like even at lower form, you don't need to. You absorb through the water and the atmosphere. But that's why you'll see people have different ideas and different visions of heaven because they'll go to different places in heaven and they'll go to different levels in heaven. So you, there's a lot of changes here. I'll carry on. 
In addition to these two thirds of individuals that are still closely connected in this or that way to the earth, the other one third is made up of relatively advanced spirits. Due to the merits by which they make themselves sure instruments of the higher realms, these become leaders of the upward march of their fellow brothers and sisters. Now, let's talk about the numbers here for a second. There are about 21 billion souls around the earth. There are 7 billion on earth right now. That means about 14. And so there is... If you take 30% of the people who will make it to Earth, right? So that's, again, that's probably 7 billion in the heaven sections, less the number of billions that are on Earth at the time, which is one, one third. So there's probably about around 5 billion spirits who are in heaven at some level uh, versus about 9 billion in the lower zones or the dark abyss. And then you take a third of, let's say, the five which is you know 1.5 1.5 billion spirits in the higher realms who are helps their brothers and sisters and they probably command and they're managers of the other spirits so this is a very complex organization you know this is what spiritism tells us you don't just like die and you go to heaven and there's clouds and you see jesus on the throne and god sitting next to him or jesus sitting next to god and it's just, you, you have your drink, right? And you have your, your mansion and your parties. No, you, you no. first of all, they say you, you don't, on earth, on, in the spirit world or on the earth, we don't know God any better than you do. God is still far up there. Jesus, you see, right? Sometimes, right? You know, not all the time. And you go to the different cities and these different places, different places to, to have your house or your apartment, whatever you, whatever you want, or be, be part of the college that you may have like a, a room of your own. Uh, these are all there and they're all, you know, they can all be different in different parts of heaven. And you're working, there are jobs in heaven. So it's not this, this ethereal, you know, you know, uh, parkland that you do nothing because if you did nothing for infinity you would go crazy that's why there's life after life and you plan your next life so this is this is what spiritism brings you spiritism brings you all this information okay let's go to the next chapter then marriage and divorce so this section is, can you give us some idea about marriage and divorce on the physical plane from the spiritual point of view? Now, first I'll tell you in the Spirit's book, let me bring that up. In the Spirit's book, which is in 1850, now this book is written in 1955. So uh, let me find the Spirit's book here. Oh, where did I, go? Where did I put it? Bring it up. So in the Spirit's book, what happens, there we go, they asked about marriage and they said, um, the Spirit's book said, no, it goes, marriage isn't necessarily forever. And they said, well, what about divorce? Goes, well, that's, that's your law. That's human law. So the Spirit world has never said that two people have to be married forever. And if you're miserable together, why are you together? And then he also says, well, then what is marriage? It goes, it's between two spirits and two spirits can be of either sex. 
when you're a spirit, you can come in as a male or a female. So that's what the spirits book said. Now, let's see what they say. In, that was 1850. Now we're going to the 1950. He says, in the higher spheres, evolved souls find an honor to assist your less evolved brothers and sisters that remain in the lower spheres, meaning the probably usually about levels one to three in heaven. We must remember that on earth, marriages can take on various aspects with multiple purposes in mind. Consequently, incarnate men and women can experience marriage many times without finding the company of the kindred souls with whom they would accomplish the ideal union, your soulmate. This is because, according to the principles of cause and effect, it is usually necessary to redeem this or that debt connected with wrongly used sexual energy. In fact, in other books they talk about a lot of marriages are just based on that on that energy, on that on that um, connection, right? That 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 low-level primitive just urge, right? And it doesn't make for firm foundation. However, if the second marriage is the expiratorial one, the spouse has been freed from the physical vessel. If he or she conforms to noble affection, frequently works on behalf of the still incarnate spouse on whom he or she exerts understanding and true love. As for re reunion in the spirit world, it is reasonable to maintain the one who is the union of the couple who are similar at the highest degree of chosen affinities prevails. If widows and widowers from marriage of a lower degree of affinity display a wholesome understanding, they're usually taken after death to live with the attuned couple that have been reunited, thus enjoying a situation now analogous to beloved children together with their earthly parents, who for their sake offer them the most eloquent and multifarious testimonies. So, if you're married to your soulmate, for instance, and your soulmate dies and you get remarried, and then you die, and then you go to heaven with your soulmate. The spouse, the husband or wife that's still living, who probably was still like a, a nice person, once they die, they may be taken to live with that couple so they can understand and they can rise spiritually. In fact, there's an example of this in No Solar, where he lived, this one guy lived with his two wives. One died first, and the other one came in second. And it was really that second wife who, um, and it could could be reversed, right? These things all change. Uh, was there just for to get the spiritual uh, spiritual understanding and maturity? Okay. Oh, and multifarious testimonies of love and personal sacrifice, giving them the opportunity to worthily seek the accomplishment of their own destinies. On the other hand, if the desperation of jealousy or envy blinds this or that member of the fraternal group. The spouses that have been brought back together on the higher plane will assist his or her reincarnation as secret benefactors regarding his or her rebelliousness as the symptoms of illness, but without withholding their friendly support until he or she becomes readjusted. So they're all, they're all nice, they're all together. This should not be seen as in innovation or disrespect for the feelings of others because the ennobled earthly home if analyzed without preconception is structured on those very same essential basis human parents often receive as sons and daughters these same ties from the past with whom they redeem old debts purify emotions renew impulses share commitments or improve relationships from soul to soul 
It is in this condition that, in many instances, reincarnating spirits whose memories have not been completely veiled are reborn. With psychoneurosis and juvenile fixations, the importance of which concerning the person's sexual contact conduct is over-exaggerated by today's sexologists and psychoanalysts. These professionals lack a broader connection with the realities of the spirit reincarnation, which would enable them to offer more effective assistance of moral order to their patients. So what happens a lot of times, if there was a man and wife, and then there was this, let's say this, this, this man who was just completely enamored with the woman and just pursued her, Anything he could do, made all these, you know, elaborate machinations, plots and everything. They may take him and reincarnate him as that couple's son. So he learns to love her as a mother and, uh, and to change his love from just lust to a more uh, maternal love to under, for, for him to understand that. So that's what they do all the time. That's why some parents will have kids and one kid like a son will just love the mother completely and is like never like the father, you know, put up with the father or, you know, the daughter loving the father and is not liking the mother because a lot of times that will happen. I'm sorry about that dog in the background. So, okay. As for divorce, according to what we know on the spirit plane, our opinion is that it should not be encouraged or facilitated because on earth there are no marriages, legalized or not, that do not have serious implications concerning responsibility assumed by the couple. So they're not saying you should get, you should never get divorced. They're just saying, just don't do it willy-nilly because there's reasons why people are together. Now it could be a bad marriage. And, but, so all, what I say is when you have a bad marriage, leave it for a good reason. And when you do leave it, try to be as nice as possible. Even if that other person is just horrible to you, takes advantage of you, like steals whatever they can, forgive them, don't get emotional about it. Say, okay, well, hey, this must have been something I've done, I have done to somebody else in a previous life. So now uh, it's being done to me. So that person is just being used as a vessel to teach me a lesson. But so try and split up honorably if possible. Okay, I'll carry on. Humans have just recently abandoned polygamy and they still suffer its animalistic suggestions. Consequently, as the first, at the first sign of difficulty in the task which they are called, they usually desert the post where life has placed them, alleging imaginary incompatibilities and supposed obstacles that are almost always attributable solely to their unbridled narcissism, which is really uh, true, and especially today, this is 1955, it's even probably worse today. Anybody has any problem? Oh, I'm gone, which I hope is an exaggeration. How, hence, after having exploited them emotionally, they exert vicious tyranny over the psyche of their deformed or ill, needy or ignorant companions, or else they yield to homicide or suicide as a willful escape from their obligations. Thus, in order for them not to fall into worse misconduct, it is imperative for human society to implement strict regulations regarding their brothers and sisters who are stubbornly unfaithful to their commitments. This is also a measure applicable to society itself. 
so that it does not regress to the degrading promiscuity of primitive cultures in which the principal dignity of the family institutions are completely unknown. So what they're saying is, there's, you know, in our culture now, it's like, oh, you should not shame anybody for anything. You know, if you want to just leave your spouse and, you know, and go out and party and just leave your kid alone at home, that's, well, that's just, you know, you should do. No, what they're saying is, come on, have some morality, have some responsibility, and also don't hesitate to say, I don't think that's correct. You should at least, if you're divorced, you need to concentrate on your kids then. It might be a good reason, but you can't just leave them and, and like so many other poor, poor children are. So there's, there, they said there needs to be, you know, a better balance. You know, not like back where it was where you had to wear the scarlet letter or something like that. No, but there needs to be some sort of self-induced moral responsibility. And then they say, on the other hand, it is also crucial for humane sentiment to intervene in special cases where divorce is the least of the evils in a couple's life, knowing that today's debtors will return tomorrow to settle their debts. So that is the example uh, given in those two chapters, which I think is very interesting, telling us a lot about the spirit world and what we are here doing on earth. And, you know, giving us a kind of a, a, a sounding board that, you know, okay, marriage and divorce, people are couples. A lot of times couples, they're not meant to be couples forever in heaven. Uh, they're just meant to, to exist together for each one to learn. Sometimes good lessons, sometimes really hard lessons, like many people go through, but don't ever like hate anybody. Don't hate your spouse. Don't, uh, don't, you know, if you need to get away, you know, do it honorably. Always make sure you, the kids are the most important. And a lot of couples that do that very well. And there's no animosity involved. They just split and then make sure the kids come first. And that's really the way it should be, if possible. And I know this is, the spirit world knows. The spirit world knows also who really tried to facilitate something nice and who did. So if you're interested in spiritism, and please read the spirits book. You can look at that for Alan Kardec. Um, space and then put in PDF because you can get all his books on PDF. And then you can also, I can recommend my book, The Spirit Realm, Spiritism is Revealed, the Reality of Our Existence, which talks about the spirit realm, the physical realm, you as a spirit, what you are, are you a logical application, are you physical? I mean, there's just so much to it, how you rise in the spirit world, how this Jesus will and all of his legions of of angels help guide the human race and human earth culture and sciences to where they want us to go if you want what i would recommend is this i would recommend that you first though read my book spiritism 101 the third revelation that you go to my website nwspiritism.com you can download it free on pdf you just on the right hand side there's a pdf uh, you can download it. And also if you want though you can get it in Kindle, paperback, and audible format. But, you know, read it for free. And then after that, I would recommend that you really look at the Spirits book. 
because I think that's going to give you a good answer. A thousand nineteen questions. Some people just eat it up and absorb it and love it, and some people say eh, this is too too much. That's that's why I've written my other books to kind of give everyone learns different ways, and that's important. So that's why I think after this, if you don't want to read the Spirit's book, you can read you know my book, The Spirit Realm, which kind of there's a summary of everything, but if you want to get deeper into what the heavens have and, and what, what they're like, I would recommend that then you read my series of three books, Heaven and Below, which talks about heaven, the lower zones, Jesus Christ. And then I you might want to do the second book, which is Spirits in the Spirit Universe, that what is the spirit, how you educate yourself as a spirit as you go from one level of heaven to the other what new powers do you have because it's not just a, a piece of paper you 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 become transformed and then the third book in the series is how we are guided by spirits so it's talking about each individual and our culture and our history our past and our present and our future it's very complicated it's for people who thought like I did before I became a spiritist, that God was far away and we were just like left on this earth, that can't be further from the truth. We are watched, we are analyzed, everything we think and do is recorded. We all have individual blueprints and projects for things for us to do. So, no, there's a lot. You can't believe how tied we are to the spirit plane. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's beyond any fantasy world that you've ever heard of. That's why you, want, you should explore spiritism more. Learn about who you are, where you're going, and why you're here on earth. It, you know, when bad things happen, it's, they're learning experiences. They're not meant to be bad or punishment. They're meant to be, they're meant to be, to be points of education for you. Anyway, I want to say, everyone, thank you for being with me tonight, and God bless.